Grace and peace, brothers and sisters, this evening. Great to see you all here. Great to have this opportunity to preach God's word, to be together, to hear God's word this evening. And may we grow in it as we continue to look to him each and every day of our lives. As we look to him in all things in our lives, in our battles, as it says in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 21, Give thanks to the Lord, his faithful love endures forever. And we need to remember that more than ever with all the different things that go on in our lives from day to day and the things that go on day to day. Thinking about it, a lot of times I like to say in the afternoons or in the evening when I preach, I get to like to talk about somebody, one person of the Bible, to see what we can understand, to see what we can learn from him, and we can apply it to our lives as well as best as we can. And I was thinking of all the people that we have been looking at. I was reading Psalm 29 earlier, and I saw and I was reading that, and I thought, wow, it's so beautiful talking about our big and awesome God, how great and strong is his voice, the peace that he offers, the glory that he is, the holiness that he is. And as I was reading that, I came across this story. I flipped over also reading Second Chronicles chapter 20 where we run across King Jehoshaphat. And we can see he was one of the kings that actually did right in the eyes of the Lord, as it says. He wasn't perfect. He still didn't do all things, but he was considered right in the eyes of the Lord. As we look to him and see tonight what we can learn from him and we can learn for ourselves. Because I'm sure that all of us have our battles. We may be facing a physical battle in our life right now with our bodies. We may be facing an emotional battle with ourselves or also a spiritual battle. And how can we go through those and how can we face those challenges? How can we face those battles with the Lord with us, with us, for us to be able to have confidence and to know that he is with us above all in all circumstances, in all situations. And so I want us to look here at King Jehoshaphat and see a situation where he was challenged, where he was faced at great odds. And the very first things that he did when he saw this. So if you have your Bible, open your Bibles, not if you have, you have your Bibles, open in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And I'm going to start reading in verse 1 through 3, just to get an idea of what's going on here at this moment. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1 through 3. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, with some of the Muonites, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom. From the other side of the Dead Sea, it is already in Hazazan Tamar, that is in Jedi. Alarmed, okay, alarmed, the very first word it says here. Imagine, Joseph, Joseph had just gotten back from some other battles, other things have been going on, gets back home, now receives messages that there's another army coming against them, but what kind of army is coming against them? A vast army, a huge army, an army so big, he's thinking, what am I going to do? And it says there, in this word it says, alarmed. Have you ever been alarmed when you've ever received any kind of news that you weren't expecting? Have you ever been alarmed and you go, I was not expecting this. I was not thinking this was going to happen. I didn't want this to happen right now at this time. But it came and it comes in our lives and we are alarmed at what we hear. Or maybe what we're going to be going through or we hear somebody else that we love very much is going through something. And we are alarmed. And so Jehoshaphat is now alarmed. And I don't know about you, a lot of times when I'm alarmed or I get nervous, I get anxious. And I start 
talking a lot, real fast. Now, you already know I talk fast. Imagine when I get anxious. Imagine when I get nervous, how much faster I talk, okay? Even uh, uh, Mr. Walker this morning told me, he said, Mark, I've never seen anybody write as fast as you do on the board. I said, it's just because I'm writing at the same speed that I'm speaking, okay? <laughs> or trying to. But then we think about it, and think about it, here in this moment of anxiety, here of this, hearing this news, being alarmed, of course being alarmed because it's a, a, a vast army that is coming against him, that is coming against the people of Israel. He realizes it's an army that's too big for them. And the very first thing it says in the next part of the verse is this. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. Praise God. When he was alarmed, when that anxiety came to him, when he heard those things that was happening, he decided, I want to inquire of the Lord. And when we think of the word inquire, it's like inquiring minds want to know, right? That's what we hear a lot, that phrase on TV, inquiring minds want to know. The idea is he's beseeching the Lord or he's looking for the Lord. He's asking the Lord what are, what are we supposed to do with this? How are we going to make it through this? And if we look at James chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, when it says, Consider it, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, because we know the testing of your faith uh, produces perseverance. And it says, Any of you who lacks wisdom, ask God, and he will give more than you need. He will give abundantly more. And so we see Jehoshaphat already wanting to inquire the Lord of heaven. So whenever you receive news in your life, or whenever you hear something and you're going, what am I to do? How am I going to make it through this? The very first thing is be resolved. Resolved to inquire of the Lord. Lord God, I'm going to seek you in the middle of whatever it is, whatever circumstance that I am going through. And not only did he say here, it says that he was going to inquire of the Lord, but it also says he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. He wasn't going to be in this alone. You know, a lot of times when we receive something, we want to try to go through it ourselves. Sometimes we don't feel comfortable telling other people about something that's happening, or we don't want other people to feel sorry for us. In the parentheses, okay? Feel sorry, okay? I'm trying to think of the word in English, but I don't know that. Between parentheses, okay? I'll say that. We don't want people to feel that way for us, and so sometimes we try to take it on ourselves. But look what it says here. He decided, I'm going to inquire of the Lord, and I am going to declare a fast. And when we think about fasting, I think of supplication, of something, Lord God, this is something, a decision in my life. This is something that I'm going for, looking for answers. I don't know the answers. I don't understand what I need to do, Lord. I'm going to declare a fast. And every time I feel the hunger for whatever that is, I'm going to pray to you about it. I'm going to talk to you about it, Lord, to show my dedication and my dependence upon you, Lord, at this time. To seek the answer that you want. To seek your will to be done in my life. Above all, Lord, maybe I inquire of you. May I fast, Lord, in a way to you to show that I am being serious about the, 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 the battle that's at hand. The thing that I'm going through. May I look to you, Lord. May I find strength in you 
May I inquire of you, Lord, as it says here. May I be proclaimed of you, Lord, as it says here also. And as we see through these verses here, it says here in verse 4, The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Jehoshaphat knew that what was coming was not going to affect just him as king, but all the people. And we see the outpouring of love. We see the outpouring of people coming together, wanting to be together as he proclaims this fast. And he proclaims this time of them to be together. Then he goes and begins in his prayer talking about the God of all creation. And in chapter 20, verse 9, he even says this. If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress And you will hear us and save us. We understand that as he was inquiring and proclaiming the fast of all the people together, they were assured that the Lord would hear them. They were assured that the Lord would save them in what they were going through, what they were passing. That they would be assured that the Lord of heaven would answer as he goes through this. And as we see this going on, as we see this happening... We start to understand and we start to see in this vast army that comes against us that we're not supposed to be in it alone. We need to go to the Lord. We need to have each other in our lives and truly just get to the point to understand, Lord God, I am totally dependent on you. I don't know what to do. Have you ever felt that before? Lord God, every avenue, everything I see, I don't know what to do. Or Lord God, I don't have force. I don't have strength to do it. And in chapter 20, as he's talking about this in verse 9, it says this. As we're looking through these verses here, talking about this. Actually, in chapter 20, verse 12. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking against us. We do not know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Wow. Okay, that's pretty strong. Chapter 20, verse 13. We have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. What did Paul, what did God tell Paul? My grace is sufficient for you. As we see here in this vast army that's against him, we don't know what to do. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, when he talks of the God of all comfort. And the God of all mercy, talking about the things that we pass through are going to pass to help others. Paul will go on to say at one point, we thought and felt the sentence of death. We thought we were going to die. There was nothing we could do about it. But this happened so that we would not depend on ourselves, but depend upon God. And in this very moment of when we don't know what to do, The only thing that we can do is to depend on God. Look to God. Believe that God is there with you. Stand with God. Stand with him and remember the promises of God in our lives. And as we always say, and the one thing we always want to remember is we want to pray, pray, and pray. Just as the people of Judah did at this time. In verse 13 it says, look what it says. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, 
stood there before the Lord. Isn't that pretty amazing? You have all the people of Judah together, the men, their wives, their children, and the little ones. Okay? And you know how little ones are, right? Running, running, running around all the places and wanting to do all kinds of things. But they are all together. They are all united at this very moment. Standing firm together. Standing in prayer. Isn't it great when our children can see that we face our challenges as adults with prayer? Not only our children, but when people at church... When our children at church, our children at church see per- brothers and sisters in Christ who are facing different things in their life and see them united as a family, praying together. We want to raise our children in a way that they will want to stand by us when it's in the time of prayer. We sing the song, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And we need each other to stand in prayer for one another. We need each other to encourage one another. We need each other to love one another. And certainly we need each other to pray for one another. To our great and awesome God who is above. Because I have to admit, there's lots of times I just don't know what to do. We don't know just what to do. But God does. Kind of like what Tim had taught and says, God is and what? God loves me. And so those two things, kind of what we see here, Lord God, I know your good, pleasing, perfect will would be done. But as we see this, when we vast an army, when we we are facing a vast army that comes against us or coming against you and whatever it is in your life that you're going through, if it's disease, if it's financial, whatever it is, whatever battle you're in, go to the Lord in prayer and with one another. But also... The Lord says, and listen to the Lord's response to them because of their prayerfulness, because of their humility before God. It says in verse 15, well, starting in verse 15, God said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem through the prophet. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz. And you will find them at, at the end of the gorge and desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Three things that we can understand in the Lord's response. Do not be discouraged or afraid. Sounds like Joshua, doesn't it? Chapter one. Do not be, be, be strong and courageous and do not be afraid. For the Lord goes with you each and every day. And the same words are uttered here to Jehoshaphat through the prophet, through the spirit of God and Lord speaking to him at this very moment and to the people of God. Don't be discouraged or afraid. And why should they not be discouraged or afraid? Because it is the Lord that is in the battle with them. As it says in verse 17, take your position and stand firm. The battle belongs to the Lord. Don't we sing the song in heavenly armor will enter the land. The battle belongs to the Lord. No weapon of fashion against us will stand. 
The battle belongs to the Lord. The Lord is saying here in this battle and whatever you're facing, I am with you. And I'm going to face this battle with you. And he says, you will be delivered. And in such a way that you are not going to even believe it when it happens. And this is the response of God's prayer. God's God's response to them because of their prayer, their fasting, their dedication to God as as they look to them. And then verse 17, as it says here also, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, go out and face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, don't think that the Lord is not with you. Sometimes the Lord walks along with us in compassion. He cries for the things that we cry about. He's joyful for the things that we are joyful about. In fact, if you see, there's a YouTube video that shows Jesus at various moments in the lives of different people. In moments of gladness and moments of sadness. But the very fact that when you wake up in the morning to face whatever trial you're going to face and whatever trial I'm going to face, the Lord is going to be with you. Don't forget that. In your battle in the battles that we go through and give them to the Lord and allow the Lord to work through those battles that we have. As it says, he can make good out of hard circumstances, but we have to believe that the Lord is in the battle with us. We have to continue looking to the Lord. What is the response of us to a Lord, a God who promises these things? God promises You will not be alone. God promises, stand firm. The battle's with me. And when you go out, I will be the one facing your enemies. Whoever your enemy is, the Lord is facing with you. What's our response? How should we respond to God's promises? His great promises that he gives to us in these verses as we look through this. God has said, this is what I will do. And look at the people and what they had done in response to this. Chapter 20, verse 18 says this. After God had talked to them and said, these are the promises that I'm making, that I will be with you, that I will take care of this battle, and I will be with you to face your enemies. Jehoshaphat and all the people of God respond to God's promises as this here, verse 18. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. God's made us lots of promises. What's our response to the responses, the promises of God in our life? What's our response to the blessings of God that we have received in our life? The response is worship. Worship to our God and our King. Worship in humility of His power. As it says in verse 18 here, His face is to the ground showing humility, humbleness before the Lord God of heaven and of earth. And as He goes through here, it says, fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Some of the Levites there also, the Cothanites and the Korathites, stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. As they were praising God together, getting louder together, praising this God, thanking this God for who he is, and saying, God, your promises are great. May I 
praise you. May I glorify you. May I, in humility, remember your power, Lord. In faith, remember your promise. As you said in verse 20, early in the morning they left for the desert of Decoah. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord, your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful in faith of his promises. Our response is to believe the promises of God. Our response is to worship our God. And our response is to praise the holiness of our God as it says in verse 21. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out at the army, head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And brothers and sisters, do we give thanks to the Lord? Do we remember that his love endures forever? That he loves us so much that he sent his one and only son that we may have life eternal in him. And in that and knowing that as we talked about this morning, knowing that yes, man can even take away my life, but he cannot take away my soul if I am with the Lord God Almighty. Blessed is he who does not partake in the second death. Wow. I don't have to be scared of death. I have the joy of life to look forward to. I have the joy of life now in the Lord, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jehoshaphat and the people of God heard the promises of God, responded to the promises of God in worship, in, in acts of worship to him, in acts of worship looking to him. And I want you to know, when we are obedient to God, when we do God's will, when we worship the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our brothers ourselves, there is nothing more than God wants to do. Is in, he wants to act upon the obedience that we have. God acts in response to our obedience. Is what we see in chapter 20, verses 22 through 30. As they began to sing and praise the Lord, praise, the Lord set ambushes against all of their enemies. And then their enemies started fighting each other. And the men of Judah, as they're going there to fight the enemies, the vast army that's coming against them, you know what's happened? By the time they get there, by the time they get there and everything's happened, Everybody's dead because they killed each other. They ambushed one another, destroyed one another. And it says that they took away three to four days worth of plunder. After that, after the fact, God acted because of their obedience. God acted in such a way he blessed them because of their obedience. God, may we be obedient to you also, Lord. Because we know you have great things in store for the people of God. You have great things in store for the church here in Dangerfield, Lord, if we are obedient to you in worship. If we respond to you in worship. If we have joy in you in worship, Lord. If we look to you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it says here in the ver- in verse 27, then led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem. They gone back home where God dwells, where the temple is. 
For the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lyres and trumpets. The fear of God came upon all the surrounding kingdoms when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side. Praise God. You know what I think about Jehoshaphat? I see somebody, as it says earlier, somebody seeking the Lord. Later on, it's going to say he didn't do everything right, but he did with all of his heart seek the Lord. And he was looked as, as right before the Lord. But above all, brothers and sisters, how great and how awesome is our God. He deserves all thanks. He deserves all praise. And as it says here, the fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms. Everybody understood who the God of Israel was. When you get to the time of Esther... And the people of God are faced with another great army coming against them because of Haman. Because he hated the Jews and was ready to kill them. Mordecai finds out about it. Goes and tells Esther. And Esther says, I may die if I go before the king. And he says, who knows if you're not here at this point in this moment for this very reason. And she said, pray for me. And if I perish, I perish. She goes before him, the king. The king lets him in. And she tells him what happened. And then the people of God can defend themselves. And Haman gets hung on his own, whatever you call it. I can't think of it right now in English. Gallows. Okay, thank you very much. On his own gallows. And Mordecai was exalted. Became a great leader. And it says for Haman, when he realized that he had to take Mordecai on that horse... And say, this is what the king does for the one who saves him, who pleases him. And he went back and told his people. They said, oh, Haman, it's not looking good for you. Because I want you to know the root of Mordecai is the people of God. You know what, brothers and sisters? We are part of an eternal kingdom. As we said earlier, that will never perish, spoil, or fade. We have it now. Don't believe, don't forget the power of the kingdom of God here on earth today. Us who are in Christ, as we are in Christ Jesus our Lord, we are part of his kingdom. And as kingdom people, wherever we go, may we go with the same hearts and mindset as those around, as those before us who had this faith in God. May we go with humility. May we go with faith and may we go with praise to our God and Savior. And knowing that as we do those things, God is acting and will continue to act in our lives. But I want to leave us tonight reading Psalm 29. I like Psalm 29 so much as I read it. I believe that for sure, there's no doubt in prayer. God had led me to Psalm 29 to read earlier on and then to read these verses from Jehoshaphat. And think of how they reply and go to each other. But I just want us to remember one more time. The greatness of our God. Who he is. As my wife preaches a lot to the women when she's there in Brazil. The same God who split the Red Sea. The same God who broke the walls of Jericho. Is the same God that is our God today. Amen. The same powerful God. Psalm 29 says. Ascribe to the Lord you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. 
Ascribe to the Lord the glory. Do his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young white oak, wild oak, ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes and lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king, enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Jesus said, the peace I have, no, peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. Paul says, you want the peace that passes understanding? Be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition. Bring them to the Lord God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, in Psalm 29, what is so great about our God? Our God is full of glory. Our God is worthy of all praise. Our God is a holy God. Our God demands glory in all things. Is glory. Our God is the glory of all glories. The king of all kings. He is seated upon the throne. And above all it says. He gives strength to his people. May the Lord our God. Give strength to you tonight. Who are facing. Different trials. Or facing. Not trials. But facing different phases of life. Things that are good, it's not always bad things, but may the Lord give you strength in your work, give you strength in your dreams that you have for the future, give you strength in your plans that you have, and give you strength each and every day. And remember, when you go to bed tonight and when you wake up in the morning, the Lord's saying, whatever you're facing throughout this day, I am with you. The question is, Are you with God? Have you had and put your faith in Jesus Christ our Lord? Have you repented of your sins? Have you had your sins washed away in immersion for the forgiveness of your sins? If you have, you have the promises of God. You're part of his eternal kingdom that will never perish, spoil, or fade. Brothers and sisters, as we go out this night... Whatever it is that comes against you, whatever comes against you in any way, don't forget that you have a God who loves you and you have a church that's ready to pray for you in your battles. Don't go at it alone. Go at your battles with God and with your brothers and sisters in Christ, prayerfully praying for you in the battles that you have daily. If there's any need that you have this evening, Come as we stand and sing. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. 
or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com, or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas, 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.